Hi, it's Kanika, and I'm back with a brand new season of That's Total Mom Sense, where I interview parenting experts, world-renowned thought leaders, best-selling authors, and trailblazing entrepreneurs on their incredible life stories and mom sense experiences. Hi, I'm Gabby Bernstein, and you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. It's me, Bobby Brown, on Total Mom Sense. Can't wait to share my story. Hi, I'm Dr. Lisa, and you're listening to me on That's Total Mom Sense. Pandemic or not, these episodes will inspire you to make every single day count. Episodes release on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Join my tribe and subscribe wherever you listen so you never miss an episode. We want to create podcast influencers. I know there is a mom or dad or caregiver out there who knows the very best podcast by episode for tweens. There's someone else out there who knows the very best podcast if you are a home organic farmer, right? And so we want to highlight you guys. As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. As we continue to practice social distancing in 2021, I think the one thing that has kept me feeling connected is podcasts. I love recording this podcast every week and interviewing my incredible guests. And I love just binging so many other podcasts. Right now I'm into NPR politics, Rebecca Minkoff's Superwomen, Norma Kamali Life, and a slew of others. So I think it's great that we can take these escapes, whether we're into fiction or nonfiction, and consume media in a way that's so seamless and easy to incorporate into our daily lives. On today's episode, I am very excited to be bringing on the founder of Good Pods, which is a platform for podcasts that you can download. It's an app available on iOS and Android. And it was founded by JJ Ramberg and her brother. So take a listen to my chat with JJ Ramberg and enjoy. I think this is going to be a really great way for you to take your podcasting and podcast listening to the next level. According to Statista.com, consumers around the world spend an average of 463 minutes or over seven and a half hours a day with media. American consumers tend to average more time than most, as media is a major part of our daily lives. Although the ways in which media is consumed are changing, Americans still spend around 369 minutes a day with traditional media, along with 363 minutes a day of digital media, and this includes radio, TV, VOD or video on demand, 
magazines and newspapers, books, internet and social media, gaming, and music. All of these options are available at our fingertips. They're on our smartphones, tablets, and laptops. Today's interview is going to be all about podcasts and the narrative behind the founder of Good Pods and how she is helping revive radio through podcasts in a very revolutionary way. According to a blog called convincedandconvert.com, 75% of Americans are now familiar with podcasting. 55% have listened to a podcast. Podcast listeners have grown 37.5% in three years. 37% of Americans listen to a podcast monthly, and half of the Americans, ages 12 to 34, listen to podcasts monthly. Now, my guest today is JJ Ramberg. She is an entrepreneur, television host, public speaker, podcast host, entrepreneur, best-selling author, and mom. For 13 years, JJ hosted MSNBC's Your Business, the network's second longest running program, and the corresponding podcast, Been There, Built That. She interviewed thousands of entrepreneurs and business leaders to discover what works and what doesn't when growing their companies. As a small sample, the show featured Neil Blumenthal of Warby Parker, Jim Cook, Boston Beer Company, John Foley of Peloton, Jamie Kern-Lima of It Cosmetics, and Spencer Raskoff of Zillow and Bobby Brown. JJ is more than just a journalist who covers entrepreneurship, though. She is a two-time founder who launched both Good Pods and Good Shop. JJ, I cannot wait to dive into this interview with you. Oh, I'm so happy to talk to you, and I loved all those statistics. Thank you. Yes, it's really eye-opening because not only has podcasts become even more popularized and we're in the heyday now, but thanks to COVID, we can't go anywhere, and I feel like Daytime TV isn't as great coming from people's living rooms, you know, but podcasts are way more exciting. <laughs> well, you know what I also found, particularly in the beginning of the quarantine, is I was up a lot in the middle of the night. And so I don't know if this happened to anybody else, but so I really enjoyed listening to podcasts in the middle of the night and would help me stay in bed, go back to sleep and be entertained or learn something new. It's like your new book on your nightstand. You know, it's always there. Well, you know, It is. And also my kids and I sometimes listen to podcasts before bed. I love actually seeing what my kids are listening to. So I follow all of them on Good Pods and get to see what they're listening to, which is so fun. It's just a new app that we launched where you can follow your friends and influencers like you to see what shows, what podcasts and specific episodes you're listening to. It's actually, it's Goodreads for podcasts. You've got our Instagram for podcasts and it's, you can share, you can recommend, you can listen, you can bookmark things for later. You can make lists. And, and because of it, I'm listening to so many new different things that I see my friends are recommending. Right. right. It's, it's really cool to, to see that. Cause I think we all rely on um, almost like reviews or testimonials from friends and that prompts us to to take action. And so to have that, it just happens in such an organic way. So what is your take on just how media has evolved over you know the years and more so in the past decade? I mean, we're seeing such a shift. Traditional media isn't what it is and what it used to be. Um, and we're seeing, you know, podcasts and social media, you know, on the rise and, and, you know, having their heyday. So what is your take on it? 
Well, it's so different than when I started, right? So cable news was just starting out. There wasn't this 24-hour news cycle like we have now. I mean, I, for one, been addicted. My family is like, even my kids are like, step away from the phone, mom, step away from the phone. (laughs) Here I am trying to tell them like, don't play video games too much. And they're like, but every time your phone buzzes with the New York Times or whatever, you know, you're watching, I will, you know, I listen to Fox and New York Times political, like I try to read it all so that I have all different points of view. That is very different. I think what's neat about podcasts, since that's my world, that's my world now, and the same that blogs were so interesting when they started is a lot of people have a lot of really interesting things to say out there. And so it, it gives a way for people to create their own programs without having to go through the gatekeepers. Yes, absolutely. How do you think the consumers have evolved with this, you know, with how TV and print have changed to what we're consuming now? We know a lot about the echo chamber, right? And how what we put out is what we're getting back. And so I think we as consumers need to be very aware of that and get ourselves out. Got to go outside your comfort zone to just hear what somebody who doesn't think exactly like you think, you know, what, what they've got to say. And you have to go out there with an open mind also. Right. Great advice. Now tell us about how your idea for Good Search came to be. I had always been interested in mission-driven businesses from Ben and Jerry's, I thought was so cool. And the body shop, that was one of the first socially responsible businesses that I had ever heard of. And so that was always interesting to me. And then we came up with this idea. I'd never started anything because I didn't have an idea. But we had this idea of, hey, why don't we create something where every time you do a search, search engines were making billions of dollars. Every time you do a search, we'll redirect some of the ad money to go to a good cause. And we launched Good Search. And actually, it's going to come around. I'll tell you what we're doing now with that company. But so we launched Good Search, and that was successful. So then we launched Good Shop, which is now we renamed Good Shop. And every time you buy something, and we've got all the best coupons out there, a percentage of what you spend goes back to your favorite cause. So we had that for the last decade or so. We raised almost $14 million, maybe $14 million for causes. But we just launched something that's a sister company to all these called Search Kibble. And it's just focused on shelter animals. So it's the Yahoo search engine, just like if you're searching Yahoo. And every time you search, you're feeding an animal in a shelter, which we're super, super excited about. Oh, that's wonderful. Oh, my goodness. That's so great. Now, let's talk about Good Pods and how that came to be um, in this thriving podcast industry that we're in. So Good Pods started for two reasons. I realized that marketing a podcast was just an entirely different animal than anything else. And yet the people that were winning in the game were the ones that came, had had backings of big organizations, or they were people who were already famous. And I also found that people still found out about me by word of mouth. So even though I have this over a decade old TV show, a lot of people who listen to my podcast didn't even know I had a show. They'd Someone else had said to them, oh, you've got to listen to this. So those two things got me thinking, like, what does the person do who doesn't have buckets of marketing dollars, right? Or who isn't famous, but has something really interesting to say. And then on the flip side, as a listener, I'm sure one listening to this has had this experience where 
I would be about to go for a run. And let's just say I'd had 40 minutes to run. And I spend literally the first 20 minutes of that 40 flipping through my phone, trying to find a good podcast to listen to because I just wanted something new. And so I'd call my brother, I'd call my best friend, or I'd text someone, or I'd look Twitter, right? What podcast can I listen to? And so then I just thought, why isn't there a place for me to efficiently go and see like, oh, Melanie's listening to this, Ken's listening to this, play. And so that's why we started Good Pods. Brilliant. I love it. Now tell us a little bit about the app and and the UX behind it. It's really simple. I mean, if you are used to Instagram or Goodreads or Twitter, it's the same thing. You come on, you follow your friends, you follow influencers. So we have people ranging from Kim Kardashian and Malcolm Gladwell, Dan Harris. He's one of my favorite ones on there, um, who you can follow to see what they're listening to. You can get any podcast like you can on any other player. But through Good Pods, the magic is your feed, where you see what episode, you can do it by episode, people are listening to, and you can use it as your player, or you can use another player, but you can bookmark things, you commend things to your friends, you can create playlists. We have a bunch of new features coming out within the next few weeks, which I'm excited about. But most, it's we think of it as the good side of social media, where you are sharing something that you're interested in. My husband wakes up a lot earlier than I do. And so it's really fun for me to wake up in the morning and see what he listened to that morning, right? Really cool for me to see what my kids are listening to, because then we can talk about it. Right. I wanted to just uh, clarify that you've broken down into how listeners can use it and how podcasters can use it, which is great. So for listeners, you can see what your friends are listening to and what they love. You can listen to your favorite shows with the built-in player. You can directly recommend episodes to your friends, bookmark episodes, follow and talk about them and chat with other fans of your favorite shows. And for podcasters, you can claim your show and interact with your listeners Good Pods builds your audience organically and you can watch things, you know, and episodes go viral and you can cross promote your shows with fellow podcasters. What's been so neat for us is to see which podcasts go viral. And of course, you know, a lot of the big ones, tons of people on Good Pods listen to it. They see their friends, they listen to it, or they might already listen, you know, on their own. But we've seen lots and lots of under the radar podcasts just get passed from friend to friend and just goes from one friend group to another friend group to another friend group. And that's what we were looking for here is here's the show that didn't make it onto a top 10 list anywhere because they don't have the industry connections. Right. Right. And yet someone listened to it. It was amazing content and it just gets passed from person to person. As a matter of fact, there was one, I think the podcast was start was called you've got to calm down. And it was like five minutes of white noise was the episode. <laughs> it was early. Uh, and we watched that go from person to person, to person, to person. That is so funny. Oh my goodness. I love it. Tell us about the good pods influencer and brand ambassador program. We were excited that Kim Kardashian West posted about us the other day. So that was big. Yes. Um, yeah. And was that planned or how did that even come to be? It's incredible to be her. I mean, her influence is truly amazing. And she listens to so many interesting things because she's, I don't know if you follow her at all, but mm-hmm, she's I really do. involved in criminal justice reform. And so she has a lot of really amazing podcasts there about those issues and also their stuff on food and as 
people that we feel very lucky, you know, liked Good Pods and talked about it in terms of our business. That was pretty amazing. But we have lots of other people are on there too. So you can follow Gwyneth Paltrow. You can follow Malcolm Gladwell. Follow Katie Couric and Gretchen Rubin, Touré. We want to create podcast influencers. I know there is a mom or dad or caregiver out there who knows the very best podcast by episode for tweens. There's someone else out there who knows all the very best podcasts if you are a home organic farmer, right? And so we want to highlight you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Would you say that Good Pods is a competitor with Apple Podcasts and Spotify because there's a player that's embedded there? You don't want to be, right? I mean, we are a discovery platform. So if you want to listen on Apple, you want to listen on Spotify. As a matter of fact, you can listen on Apple and share to your Good Pods feed just as you would share to Facebook or Twitter. Okay, cool. So <laughs> tell us about your motherhood journey. Let's see. I left CNN and I got a call from MSNBC because they were starting a six-month show around small business. They were looking for hosts. And so they called and asked me if I wanted to do that, which I said, sure. I just started a company, but sounded really fun. It was something I was interested in. It was only six months. And so I said yes. And that ended up being a 13-year long show. But right after I started, that is when I got married and I had a baby right away. So I, I just started my company. I just started my show. And then I got pregnant and had kids three years in a row. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Tell us now, like, how motherhood kind of changed you as a person, what you learned from it, how you grew, um, because I feel like it's very transformative. Any woman you speak to has like a different kind of experience. I grew up in a family of four kids. My best friends all had kids. And so I think by the time I had kids, because I was one of the later ones in my world, I had already sort of been living it with all my friends and family. So I frankly had so much going on. It just felt like I was doing a lot. I enjoyed it. It was all really great, but it did feel like there was a lot going on. Um, And what is it like working with your brother? Some people choose not to do that because they're like, family's family and we don't want to get involved in that way. But then your brother built a company with your mom and then you, and it's just, it's something so natural. Tell us about that. Well, not only that, my sister works with us as well, as does my nephew. And then a whole bunch of non-rampers, but you know, she's one of the smartest people I know. And so now she works with us, my nephew, who has started multiple businesses and is younger than all of us, obviously. And so has a very different perspective. I love working with my family because we're more than business partners. We care about each other as people. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's so great. What is a legacy you want to pass on to your kids? I hope my kids get what I got from my mom, which is just try things. People might tell you you can't do it, but try it. And if it doesn't work out, it is okay. Go try sports. Go join a new club. Go. I tell this story about um, Jeff Zucker, who runs CNN now. And he must have been, I don't know, 28 years old at the time. And he ran this staff of people, many of whom were much older my crew and I were, were in our young 20s at the time. And I don't remember what the context was, but he started singing for whatever reason. He had a terrible voice. I'm sorry, Jeff, if you're listening to this, maybe it got better now. But at the time, he, he had a terrible voice. I, who was kind of shy, you might not have known it, but at that age, I was kind of shy. 
and still am, as many of us are. Oh my God, like, how are you doing this? Aren't you mortified? Right. And he wasn't. And I took that as such a lesson that I tell my kids the story all the time of like, it actually didn't matter whether he had a good voice or not. He just did it. Right. And he was confident in it and he embodied whatever he was doing. And that's what was kind of magnetic about him. Not, it wasn't his voice. Clearly his voice was terrible. It was that he felt okay. He wasn't, he wasn't self-conscious about it. Yes. Yeah. Almost unapologetic um, and putting yourself out there and owning it. Um, And what about some of the charities that you like advocate for? I know you mentioned um, a few earlier on with Good Search. I'm on the board of an organization called World Connect. I've been interested in development work again, since I was a, a kid, we traveled a lot when I was younger. And when I actually, when I was at CNN, I was a producer, the woman I produced for went on maternity leave. And I asked CNN if I could take her maternity leave off too. I went and I called everyone I knew. And I said, this was after I already had my MBA. And I said, I am free. Does anyone know a group in international development that I could go work for? I could go consult for while I have this leave. And so I went and I did microfinance work in Uganda the first year. And then I had such an incredible time that I got to do it the next two summers as well. So Uganda one year and India for the next two years. Then as I'm older and I obviously can't take these big leaves anymore, I can't leave my family. Mm -hmm. I still want to be involved in this kind of stuff. So I joined the board of this organization called World Connect, which finds local leaders who are doing really incredible things that are transforming the communities that they work in. And we give them the resources to make their dreams happen. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. And so you're actually providing them with sustenance and that economic viability to take care of themselves going forward. Yeah. I mean, what happens is you you go into, let's just say, you know, a community in Malawi and they have, um, there's this really interesting project that we funded recently, which is, was they weren't getting enough people to health clinic. People would have to go to the health clinic for all kinds of obvious reasons, right? But it was really hard to get people there. So someone had the idea of, hey, let's just build a playground outside because then all of these moms are going to bring their kids there to have something to do with their kids while they're in the health clinic. Because before there was no draw that was bigger than taking care of my kids all day, right? We know how mm-hmm. it is. And so World Connect could provide the resources to build that playground while now suddenly the health clinic is booming. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I know you're a very sought after public speaker and you've moderated events for Vanity Fair, Blog Her, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Tell us a little bit about those events and how you're kind of moderating panels virtually now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's uh, mm-hmm. not as fun to do things over Zoom no, as in I real know. life, but it's still a way to connect. And even before this happened, our team is in different cities. And so at Good Pods, we were already used to talking to each other over Zoom. So I already had so many conversations over Zoom. As I've said a million times, I just love meeting people. I love talking to people. I love strangers. I love. (laughs) So we do what we can with the times that we're in. Yes, yes, exactly. Tell us about a mom sense moment. And by that, I mean a time where you trusted your sixth sense, that mother's intuition that we have. My daughter has a mild form of dyslexia. And when she was in school, she's the youngest of three. I thought, huh, it feels like she's learning to read a little slower. And as often 
happens. The school has so many kids who learn at all different levels and her dyslexia is not severe. And so it wasn't, she was within the realm of like, oh, this would be okay, right? For someone her age. But to me, it just felt like something was off. And so I got her taken and they evaluated her and indeed she has dyslexia. And so then we were able really quickly to remediate it. But that was a time where just knew. I knew something just seemed a little bit off. Yeah. I'm so glad that you trusted your gut with that one. That's really, really incredible. It's like, you you just feel like a sense of relief when you're like, yeah, that, that hunch was what I needed to do. Well, yeah. And with something like that, I mean, look, all kids have all these kinds of learning differences, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing to follow your hunch is so great because it's just not a bad thing. It's no, just like, yeah. oh, okay, now I need to teach them how to read in a different way. In a different way, and exactly. So you shouldn't trust your instincts on that because truth is so many kids just learn things in different ways. Right. Let's not forget our quote of the day. Is there a quote that you live by? My mom her favorite book was The Little Engine That Could. And so this was drilled into our heads as a kid. My niece just graduated from college. She was the valedictorian. And in her speech, she said, I think I can, I think I can. So clearly my mom has it so drilled into our heads that we have pushed it down to our children, my family. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. And I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned it because you know, the parents that also have young kids or really any age group, but um, I forgot about that story and I'm going to go buy it now. The little engine that oh, could was just, yeah. <laughs> and we literally have about a hundred copies in this house. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, definitely something you want to impart to your kids and introduce it through that book. It was legendary for sure. It's now time for mom hall when we share products we love. Uh, so the last segment is Mom Hall, and um, it's when you can share a product um, that you're loving right now. It's not shampoo. It's cleanser called Hair Story. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but you don't even need conditioner anymore because the reason you need conditioner, I've learned all this, is because shampoo strips your hair of all the oils, then you need to put conditioner put back. It back. Yeah. This stuff cleans <laughs> your hair without stripping it in the first place, and I've been using it for a long time now, but when I started using it after a few months, the women who had been doing my hair at MSNBC for 10 years, I didn't tell them I switched shampoos, but, what I, mm-hmm. but they were like, what do you do to your hair? It's so much healthier. Oh my God. I really sound like an infomercial. Well, no, I love it. I love it. And it's, I mean, and they're going to tell you what's up too. So I'm glad that it's like, you know, you're, it's coming from a firsthand like oh, yeah. trier of the oh, product, yeah. you know? Yeah. It is hair changing for me. So I am obsessed with that product. Oh, love it. And lastly, where can we find you? Uh, well, you can find Good Pods on the App Store, Google Play Store. You can find me at jjramberg.com. I put a call out with my email. If there are any podcast influencers out there, you can email me again, jj at goodpods.com. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. It's all JJ Ramberg. Thanks for listening to this episode of That's Total Mom Sense. If you haven't already, definitely subscribe to the show wherever you listen, hopefully on Good Pods now, and leave me a review. Those really help, and I feel like it just gives uh, new listeners a chance to understand what my show is all about. On Good Pods, you can easily share 
your favorite podcast episodes with your friends and um, see what theirs are and share comments. And so it's, it's honestly a great way to create a podcast network and socialize. Be sure to follow me on my Instagram at Kanika Gupta and Twitter, same handle at Kanika Gupta and slide into my DMs. I love reading your messages and writing back to you and, you know, getting the relationships going offline. I am so thankful to you, my tribe, for listening. Now remember, always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. See you next time. That's total mom sense.